Today's scripture is going to be out of John chapter 21, right after the resurrection of Jesus. And um, it's an, an encounter between Jesus and his disciples, primarily Peter. Uh, they were instructed to, to meet Jesus up in, in Galilee. The boys are out fishing, and as they're fishing, they notice a stranger. They don't know, recognize who it is on the shore, and then they recognize, oh my goodness, it's Jesus. Jesus was already cooking them breakfast. They had been fishing all night, didn't catch a thing, and Jesus says, hey, throw your nets over the board, overboard, and they catch a ton of fish, which they had seen Jesus do before. And so we're picking up right after their breakfast. It says, Then Jesus had served them, the, uh, served them with bread and fish for breakfast. And it says, This was the third time Jesus had appeared to the, the disciples since he had been raised from the dead. After breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, Do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, Peter replied, you know I love you. Then feed my lambs, Jesus told him. Jesus repeated the question, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know I love you. Then take care of my sheep, Jesus said. A third time. Now, I'm going to get annoyed at this point, all right? I, if I have to tell my kids to do something and I hit the third time, I'm going to start, start getting elevated. My heart rate goes up, you know. Third time. There's something going on here which we're going to unpack. Third time. He said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? By this time, Peter was hurt that Jesus asked that question a third time. He said, Lord, you, you know everything, and you know that I love you. Then feed my sheep. I tell, you, <clears throat> I tell you the truth. When you are young, you are able to do as you liked. You dressed yourself, went wherever you wanted to go. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands, and others will dress you and take you to where you don't want to go. And Jesus said this to let him know by what kind of death we, he would glorify God. And then Jesus told him, he told him something hard, and then he told him, follow me. All right, so turn to your neighbor, turn to your neighbor, look at him, and say, let's go. Give him a little fist bump and say, let's go. All right, on your way to your seat, before you get seated, take a few minutes and just say hello to like two or three people around you. Tell them you're glad to see them. Say hello, say hi, or something like that as we get ready to jump in. Say hello to people. All right, as you're taking your seat, are we live online, Dakota? Are we live online? All right, I welcome our, our online audience as well, our, our online uh, church family that joins us, and sometimes they join us live. Uh, a lot of people will join us throughout the week. I want to encourage you during, during this season, as we're kind of casting vision for Freedom Church, where we are next week, we're celebrating year number five. I want to encourage you, make a point to be here to be in the room, to be with the people um, and set the tone, set the direction for where you want to head. I know you do. I know you want to shoot in, those, in that direction. Hey, I want to grow in my relationship with Christ. I want, to, I want to grow in my relationship with others. I want to do things in Los Alamos. I want to love Los Alamos. I feel like God's got me a, a plan and a purpose here, and you want to move on those things. Being in the room is super helpful for that. I realize sometimes we got things we got to go. Next week's Martin Luther King weekend. We might have things happening which is why I love, I absolutely love that you can join and worship with us online as well. So please continue to do that. 
um, um, throughout the year. Now, next week we're celebrating our, our, our birthday party, year number five, and I just found out this week, uh, last year, in 2022, through our Love Los Alamos Fund, um, which is to help local families in need, and we, we helped over just around 70 cases. We had 70 cases come in our, our so that's, uh, we're over one a week um, coming in, and they, through a variety of different means, mainly through our website, is one of the bigger ones. And through those 70 cases in Loving on Los Alamos, $40,652 were given out through our Love Los Alamos Fund. And so, it is, it's, and here, the, the simplicity of it is that is through you giving. You, that, that money doesn't just appear. You guys are so generous with your funds and it is doing ministry. Um, and just even this week, there was some, some things through, we work part of our partnership through how this Lovelos Alamos Fund has grown. Uh, we work with the Victims Assistance Unit with the police department, which are confidential cases. We'll nev- we never know uh, w- what's actually going on, but some sort of, usually some sort of domestic violence has happened in the home, and there's some pretty dire cases. This week, there was one in particular and we were able to, to help a family uh, with about $1,000 in need of a very emergency situation in less than an hour uh, from when we got the call from the police department to help them with a very like emergency type situation. And so again, you guys are doing work that you'll never know in a way that I'll never know, but the people, the, like the, in that case, the victim's assistance unit person, they're like, you have to tell your people they have to know what a difference you guys are making in Los Alamos. So I just want to say, as a pastor, thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm super appreciative. I, I kind of want to jump into my next week's sermon, and I can't do that. But uh, um, I wanna, I, I, this one's kind of leading up to that. Because I, Jesus said in that last phrase, follow me which in, in Mike Brake paraphrase is like, let's go. <laughs> like, come on, let's go. We got stuff to do. Um, and, and so uh, we went as a family over the break, we went skiing. Now, I haven't been skiing in about 20 years. Fortunately, it was sort of like riding a bike. I kind of got my legs underneath me and, and, and going. Um, but we took our boys. Nice part is about younger kids. Uh, we went to Sipapu, they were free. They didn't cost a thing, a free lift ticket. Um, and so uh, they were learning, but Charlie, our seven-year-old, he picked it up really fast. And in fact, he's got the spirit of Ricky Bobby in him because he wants to go really fast, all right? And so I got a video where he, this is like his second or third run down the bunny hill, and he thinks once he's got it, he's got it. And so um, I want you'll hear my voice here at the end, but I think you'll understand as a dad, as a parent, uh, my fear. This is the bunny hill where everybody else is kind of crashing and going slow. Let's go ahead and run that, that video off. Slow, Charlie. Slow, slow, slow. Did survive, all right? <laughs> I just put the camera down. I'm like, oh, he's doing so good. Let's get it. And he just puts him downhill and just ready, ready to go. And I'm like, ah! you know, my heart is racing. I had to get on him after that because I'm like, dude, there are people on the other side of that camera. There's people. You're going to crash into them. There's trees. This the whole thing. And I'm like, slow down. What does he want to do? 
I want to go. Let's go. You know? And so I, to me, there was a, I, I, as I was looking at that, and I'm also getting kind of a word from God and kind of what is the word? The word is go. I think in, in 2023 for Freedom Church, if I'm, if I'm hearing one word from God, it is go. Let's go. In fact, that's a command that Jesus gives his followers. We call it the, the Great Commission in Matthew 28. He says, therefore, if you know it, therefore, what's the next word? Go. He says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you, and be sure of this, I am with you. What a great promise. What a great promise. Peter, I know where you're headed. I'm going to lead you to a place you don't want to go, but I am with you if you will go with me, if you will follow me. I am with you always, even until the end of the age. So to me, I'm like, I'm starting to get fired up. I'm starting to get pumped up. I'm starting to get inspired. I want to go. I think there's something happening. We're like at this inflection point where something is, is ready to, to take off. And, and a part of me, a part of me is kind of looking at that video clip where Charlie's like ready to go downhill. And then there's dad like, slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down. And I think that's some of you in this room. Because you know the command to go. And I can get hyped and inspired all I want. And you can get emotional and be like, all right, yeah, let's go. But in the back of your mind, you're like, yeah, no. No. <laughs> like, I love Jesus. And I'm all for the church. But it, mm, let's just slow that down just a little bit. Or I can also see it from this perspective, that you, you, you are ready to go. You're, you're like, hey, I, got, I, I hear it. God's speaking to me, and let's go. Like, let's put him downhill. And I kind of hear God saying, let's slow that down just a second. Because another word that keeps creeping up is the word wounded. Sometimes we want to we want to go but we're wounded. Or potentially we might be in a place where if we keep going at that speed, at that rate without looking around, without knowing what we're doing, we might wound ourselves and wound a whole bunch of other people while we're going. Why am I bringing this up? It goes back to our passage. Peter was wounded in this moment. They had a mission to go. That, that wasn't, that's not going to change. But something needed to take place for Peter before he launched into this mission because Peter had just had one of his biggest failures. Peter had just had one of his biggest mistakes. He had just denied Jesus three times prior to this interaction with him. And, and you're like, oh, well, he just said no to Jesus or just denied him. And we read through that and whatever, you know, just get on with life and let's go. No, 
This is Peter, the one who we see recorded in, in several of the, the firsthand eyewitness accounts that we have uh, in, in Scripture. And they would record Peter as the one saying, I'll never deny you, Jesus. No way. And saying it publicly in front of everyone else. Even if I have to die, I am right by your side. Ride or die, Jesus, it's me and you together. I mean, he is like gung-ho for Jesus in front of everyone else. And when it came to it, I don't know him. And not one time, not two times did he deny it, but three times. First time, ah, no, I don't know. Second time, uh, no, I said I didn't know. Third time, no, man, I told you I don't know him. And there's something about that third time. He's in a bad spot. I think Jesus knows that he's in a bad spot and he's wounded. Jesus is going to model something here of healing. He's going to model some restoration. The mission to go is still there. But there's also like a moment of like, let's slow down and let's get healed here so we, we, we can move forward. I want to go over, though, four temptations real fast that you and I face when we're wounded. Because the question isn't, the question that, I, that has kind of been on my brain that I feel like God's been saying, hey, this is what, what um, you need to be asked today. It's not if you're wounded. Hey, are you wounded? No, no. We, if you're over the age of 13 or you're, you're, we're wound, we, get, we got wounds. The question is, what are your wounds? What, what are the wounds that you are carrying? Because I think Jesus wants to speak to those today. The first temptation that we face when, when we're wounded is to hide. When we mess up or someone has hurt us and we're carrying some wounds, we want to get isolated. Peter was in that, in that garden the night Jesus was arrested. And one of his, his first mistakes that he did, they all scattered. Okay, and the other disciples, they're not off the hook either. Peter's just the leader, so he gets it most, right? But he, he isolates himself. He follows Jesus, good, but at a distance, and he's by himself. And I know for a lot of us, that's our natural tendency. When you and I mess up, and we mess up, We'll mess up in 2023. you got to know the temptation is to isolate and hide. I don't want you to know about this part of me. If you knew this part of me, you wouldn't like it, and so we hide and we isolate. Isolation will lead to destruction. I'm going to do something stupid eventually if I'm just doing everything, me, myself, and I, trying to make the decisions. And we see that as a temptation. A second temptation is self-doubt. I could see Peter in this season. He's, where, where is he when we, when we see him in John chapter 21? He is fishing, gone fishing. He's gone back to what his original job was, which was fishing. He's a fisherman. He's on the boat. I could see him saying, even though he's with the guys, and even though Jesus and, and Matthew, or no, in Mark 8, had given him, hey, you're going to lead this thing called the ecclesia. You're going to lead this thing called the church. My season's over. 
my time is over. Like I had my moment and I failed. I blew it. And we, are, we allow all of this self-doubt to creep in. And a lot of that times when we start allowing all that to keep in, it's very emotional, which is very hard to be rational and make good choices whenever you're, when you're acting with emotions. Like I've never met anyone who's been you know, on the road and be like, you know what, today that guy cut me off and I got so angry when I was driving to the lab and just, man, I was so proud of how I handled myself in that moment with that guy getting me so upset in all my road rage. No, we make terrible decisions when we're emotional. We, we make terrible decisions when we're isolated. And you, can, you get tempted to lean into self-doubt. Another temptation, a third temptation of those who are wounded is that we'll seek affirmation in the wrong places. I don't necessarily blame Peter for going back to fishing. I'm going to do what I know what to do. I don't know what to do in this moment. I don't know if Jesus approves of me right now. I just denied the man, and now he's back alive. He could be coming after me. I don't know. I'm not quite sure. We haven't had that one-on-one yet. So I'll go back to doing what I know what to do. We all have that, that, that temptation to seek affirmation in the wrong place. Even Satan, when he tempted Jesus, when he tempted Jesus, he said, hey, go, go uh, throw yourself off that, that, that cliff and, and impress people, Jesus, instead of follow your calling. You'll have that temptation to go impress people just to get affirmation rather than pursue your calling. I know for me, I know for me, this creeps in all the time. My, my biggest temptation when I get off the stage is, Mike, you are only as good as your last sermon. So that means if I preach a good one, woo, I'm great. And if I preach a dud and they'll come in 2023, I'm terrible. I know that's not true. But my natural temptation is to believe that. So I'll seek affirmation. What, do, what happens for me? I'm an Enneagram 3, which means I'm a doer. You give me a list and a bunch of post-it notes. Where's my post-it note people? All right, you write the things on the post-it notes. I will crank that list out, and then I'll show it to you. And look at all those check marks that I did that. Aren't you impressed? Give me affirmation for all the things that I did because I'm good because I did all the things. Or I will post something. Who am I preaching to? I will post something and say, hey, I need some affirmation from some people who likes it, who will comment on it. And I know that's not, unhe- that's not healthy either. The temptation when we mess up, the temptation is to isolate and hide. The temptation is to let self-doubt creep in. The temptation is to seek affirmation from, from wrong places. And the fourth temptation is to accept less than the best. He's gone fishing. I don't know what the status is. I worked my my tail off, but I think I'll coast for a while. A lot of us, when, when we make a bad decision or I fire up a dud on a sermon, I think the quality of my leadership isn't any good anymore. Each one of you are leaders. Everyone in this room Someone, you are influencing someone. Leadership, as John Maxwell says, is no more than just influence. And you influence people every day for the good or for the bad. You are a leader. 
For some of you, you're here today, and I am so glad that you're here. But you know 2022 was not your best. And some of you, you have, you have you've messed up in 2022. And the temptation here is, I screwed up. I've messed up. I'm still struggling with my addiction to porn. I'm still struggling with my addiction to, to pain meds. I'm still struggling with, I got to get high. I got to get drunk. I still am like, I'm in the mix of this addiction or whatever it is. And if I start to go and try to live this out the best that I can, even though I screwed up last night, well, then I can't lead people. I can't tell you to, to, to help and try to help and motivate you to work on some of your stuff. When I'm struggling with my own junk and I screw up, I'd be a hypocrite. And so we will not give our best where God is calling us to go into because I'm not perfect. Newsflash, no one in here is perfect. And I'm not giving you permission to just go and sin and do whatever the heck you want. But I'm saying I'm trying to follow Jesus the best that I can. And there is some of us in this room that I believe that you are settling or you are coasting in this season. God has called you to something greater. And because you, whatever it is, fill in the blank, you are stopping short. Wounds. Where are you wounded? There was a season when you were on fire for Jesus. There was a season when you were serving Jesus like crazy. And ministry was happening. Lives were being changed. It's one of those when you look back on it and you're like, that was awesome. That was fun. That was great. And you were giving it your all. And then somewhere in there, somebody wounded you. And it hurt. And it has caused you to pause and to hesitate in this moment and in this season. I worked so hard in that season and that was the payoff that I got for it. I got hurt and I got wounded and I'm still hurt and I'm still wounded and I'm still not over it. So I am going to protect myself. I am not really going to go. I am not really going to give it my all because that might happen again. And Jesus comes to Peter in that moment, in his moment of failure, in his moment of wounding, in his, in his, in his weakest moment. And he asks the question, do you love me? Question right back there in that back corner. Do I love Jesus? Sunday school answer, yes. We're all here on a Sunday morning at church. It's easy to say, yeah, I love Jesus. Oh, we got to go deeper than Sunday school answers here. And Jesus goes to Peter and says, do you love me? Oh, <clears throat> it's a little more serious. 
He's asking the same question again. He clears his throat. Yes, Jesus, I love you. But now the third time. And this is, this is Jesus asking right to your soul today for the third time today. Do you love Jesus? It pierces right to your soul. And if you do, if your answer is yes, then let's go. I know these things are happened, Peter. I know the wounds are here. But if your answer in this moment is yes, you got victory. I'm alive. Jesus is alive. The grave is empty. You got hope in this season. You can move forward, Peter. You can go in this season. Why? Because you're forgiven. You can move forward in the season. You can go in the season. You can follow me because you got a calling. See, you can't see it right now. You're fishing, Peter, and you you were just thinking about your circumstances and stuff. But about and in 45 days on Pentecost, you don't know it's coming up. But I got a sermon for you to preach. Three thousand people got saved on that day because Peter said yes, and then Jesus said follow me, and then he said yes. And then he had the opportunity in front of that whole group of people again to deny him or say, yes, I know him. And what did he do? He said, I know that guy. 45 days later as a turnaround. Do you love Jesus? Because you have victory. You have forgiveness. You have calling. You have everything you need at your disposal. God is right there. He is with you. So let's go. Let's go. He says, if you love me, then feed my sheep. Sometimes your best work is, is to be done after you are wounded. As I mentioned, Peter on Pentecost preached to, 3, 000, or preached to more than that, and 3,000 people got saved. Charlie, who was skiing, <laughs> and he started blazing down the hill going fast. And at first I'm like, no, 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 no. Slow down, slow down, slow down. We went a second time. We went a week later. And the dude just kept picking it up, and like we could just build so much. Like he had trust. He built trust. He, he, he listened to us. He followed directions. When we said stop or slow down, he would do that. And he had a blast, and we had a blast together as we developed that relationship and we developed that trust. It was, it was a beautiful moment. So much so that the dude was so go, so going so good. We're like, hey, man, we're tired. You can just go up the ski lift by yourself, ride it, come back down, check with us, and then just keep going. So I got another video clip. It's me and Jeremiah riding up the ski hill. And, and instead of, and you're going to hear a voice, you're going to hear my voice again, but instead of, of me saying, slow down, slow down, it's quite the different tune. Let's go ahead and, and play that one. Jordy! And he's just zooming. I can probably go that fast. I can go that fast, but I don't want to. Now, what you didn't hear at the very end was Brother Jeremiah saying, I could go that fast too if I wanted to. <laughs> that time I'm cheering him on. Let's go, Charlie, go, 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 man, you got it. And that also inspires other people, brother, in the seat saying, I want to do that too. 
I want to go that fast. I don't want you to stay stuck in 2023. I know you're wounded. I'm wounded. But I feel like the message for us is, let's go. Jesus said, follow me. And oh, by the way, spoiler alert, Peter, it's going to hurt. You're going to get wounded again, Peter. Do I want you to get hurt? Do I want you to get wounded? No. But leadership is hard. We got a room of, I don't know, 60, 70, 80 people. There's thousands out in Love Los, Al in, in Los Alamos. Our mission is to love Los Alamos. No strings attached. They don't have this hope. They're, they're wondering and they're stressed and they're depressed. You saw the news this week. There's a lot of stuff going on and, and, and people are struggling. If you watch the NFL this week, you know it can change in a heartbeat. I honestly believe for Freedom Church this year, each one of you are leaders. And if your answer was yes and to go, then, then Jesus is calling you, feed my sheep. That wasn't just for Peter. Go and make disciples. That's not just for pastors and, and, and ministry leaders. That is for every single Christian. There are people in this room, you, you are leaders. And if we would go and go all in with Jesus, I believe he, he has set you up in this room. Some of you are going to be leaders of 10s and 20s. Some of you are gifted in, in, in a way that you're leaders of 50s and 100s in Los Alamos. Some of you are gifted in such a way that you're talking thousands. You are smart and brilliant and gifted, talented people that God knows, that loves God, that God has called. And I don't want to settle for something than coast, like coasting or maintaining or gone fishing. I believe God has an, a specific mission for you to go and reach this town and feed his sheep. And yes, as you step up as a leader, you will get wounded. But Jesus is with you. He will heal you. Uh, what do you do if you're wounded? You do what we're doing for the next 21 days. You go to your Savior. You go to the Comforter. You go to the Healer. I'm going to set my focus and my direction in on Him. I'm going to get that comfort from Him. All right? What do you do if you're wounded? You go to your, your Comforter. You go to Jesus. What else do you do? He's surrounded you with a church family, a church body. Who does the one, who does, you know, the, the body in a way sometimes is called the sheep. Who does Satan get? Who does, the, who does Satan get? He usually would be, he sometimes is described as a wolf. He'll get the lone sheep that is astray. All right, not the one, he won't get the ones that are in the pack. So if you're wounded in this moment, our temptation is to isolate and hide. I'm going to say, no, you get into the middle of the pack. We're going to have connect groups that start at the end of January. I would say get in a connect group. Build relationships. Start building relationships that you can trust, an inner circle that you can talk to about some of these wounds where you can find healing. What do you do when you're wounded? Get around God's people. Focus in on God. I'm not going to isolate myself, and I'm going to choose to find meaning in those wounds. 
Because I guarantee you, if you put those wounds into God's hands and let him heal, there are people around you in your workplace, in your home, in your row that are dealing with that same hurt and that same wound. And if they see that God was good enough to, to move you through that and work through that, just like Big Brother, oh, I think I want to go fast too. I think there's people that want to see you soar down that hill and say, hey, I think I want to follow in their footsteps because they're following Jesus and I like that and I need that in our lives. And that's how we're going to love Los Alamos this year. Can we stand? Can we stand and we pray in closing prayer? Thank you again for taking the time to listen to the podcast this week. I hope you felt inspired to take your next step of faith with Jesus. Just a couple next steps that you can take coming out of this one rate and review the podcast. That really does get the message out to other people faster, as well as click subscribe to make sure you get the latest content as it rolls out each week. And finally, if you want to partner with us financially, head on over to our website, click the word give. That's going to get the message out through our ministries further and faster. Have a wonderful week. God bless.